Kinka and Quinka, Yorobun, Anyo This is Rome Orhando Jr., Kinka Chingu, Kinka classmate, and the host of Kinka Podcast, where every week we celebrate the marriage of K drama and language learning. Today's episode is a deviation from our regular programming because our friends from the Bunk Collective suggested that I do a, an episode about this particular topic. But before anything else, here's a short message from our friends from the Bunk Collective. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. <laughs> I can't. I'm sick. Wait. Yung tataa. Boo, you whore. Bilockdown pa rin. Huh? At 2021 na. So, anong gagawin natin? Eddie, magstay na lang sa house at makinig sa Astrology, the podcast. With new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. So yeah, welcome back to the show. And um, today I'm going to not introduce a movie of Lee Jae-hoon because I I know I promised you I will be introducing you four movies. I introduced the first one last week, and today supposedly I'm going to introduce another one. But yeah, we're having some deviations in the program, and today instead of introducing to Introducing you to a new movie. Well, not new movie. I intended to introduce you to an old movie, actually. But yeah, instead of doing that, I'm going to give you a commentary about translations and interpretations um, regarding K dramas. So I'm going to call this episode uh, K drama subs and dubs. How does that sound? Um, I don't know. Maybe it, it sounds interesting to me. There's alliteration subs and dubs and okay so why are we having this conversation what's the premise well this is because of the k-drama squid game we all know that squid game is like the top performing k-drama of all time on netflix and i think it's also the top performing non-english tv series on netflix So it's really popular and like it's being viewed by everyone in the world. Well, that's everyone is an exaggeration, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of people watching it. Even people who didn't intend to watch it watch it because their friends recommended them to do so. And so yeah, a lot of people are watching Squid Game, and for that reason, um, maybe some people are using it to. You know, gain well not really to gain popularity, but to make discussions about certain things. And one of the things that was brought up because of Squid Game is regarding translations or regarding subtitles. And there is this particular video on TikTok, which quite became controversial. Because of the message that it was trying to tell the people, and I've seen the video only once, so I didn't keep watching it. I mean, I didn't repeat watching it. So I um and it was over a week ago, so maybe I'm not getting everything right. But the message that I got from that video was that the creator was claiming that the translations for Squid Game was botched. Meaning it wasn't carried out properly and it was lackluster, and so aside from that commentary, she also said that 
um, the K-drama because of its translation or because of its subtitle um, did an inaccurate representation of Korean culture. And lastly, I think this is the last point that she made, is that if you didn't know Korean and you only watch the show in English, maybe with Korean audio and then English subtitle or English audio and English subtitle, if you did it that way, then what they're saying is that it's a completely different show. So there are three points that was given. First, it's uh, the botched translations. Second, it's an accurate, inaccurate representation of culture. And third, it's a completely different show. Um, okay, so why don't we start discussing this? I'll try to flesh out my ideas as much as I can, but first, what merits does it have, if any? First merit that I would give it is that translations are, in fact, not always accurate. And it's very difficult to find an accurate translation of anything. It's not only for movies. It's not only for K-dramas. It's the same for Japanese dramas, Thailand dramas, Filipino dramas, whatever language dramas it is. Translations are, in fact, not always accurate. And so I'd say that, yeah, translations cannot be 100% accurate. Like, there's no 100% accurate translation at all. And because there are nuances that cannot be translated and so that's like yeah what's my point so it's not okay just giving that merit first translations are in fact not always accurate second i because i think where she's coming from is that she's saying that these big companies are not putting in much effort to provide high quality translation i think that's the message that she wanted to say but it came off as an attack to Squid Game, which probably a lot of fans didn't like. And so they were going against her as well. But I think the message that she wanted to say is that because companies are not investing enough on translations and stuff, the quality of subtitles and translations may suffer i think that's what she's trying to say that's her original intention maybe i might be wrong but if that's what he she wanted to say then yeah i'd give her merit for that because there's truth in having low budget for translations thus there exist low quality subs and translations on the internet in general and it, it it's not only on TV series or drama and stuff, but even for manhwa, for what's manhwa, for uh, comics, for webtoons, sometimes the translations aren't that good. I know people put in so much effort to create subtitles that work or translations that work, but sometimes because of low budget, it just doesn't come out as you know as a masterpiece wherein if they've put in more money and more time for it then maybe it could be a masterpiece so those are the two merits that i would give that video that first yeah 
it's the truth. Translations are not accurate. And second, yeah, low budgets make the uh, the translation suffer. Okay. All right. But now then, so I've given her the merit. Now, what are the other things that we should like consider given what she said and why we shouldn't be bothered at all? Okay. Um, okay. So first thing is, I don't think that Squid Game had botched translations. It's it's not that it had low quality translations, but as it was already pointed out by a lot of netizens on Twitter, that the creator of the video had English closed captions, English CC and not the English subtitle for the original Korean audio. And there's a difference for the English CC and the English subtitle. Yeah, those two are different. What's the difference? Actually, I also didn't know before this time. I I just, I don't know, maybe in the past, I just didn't mind. But yeah, in the past, I already noticed that there's English CC and then there's just English on subtitles available on Netflix. But then, yeah, I didn't pay attention that much before. And whenever I watch stuff, I'm not even sure if I'm... uh, uh, I mean, if we have the English CC on or just the English subtitles on. So what's the difference? English CC, as they say, um, I mean, as the internet has explained to us in the past few weeks is the what's this it's the text it's the closed captions for the english dub so if if you have a show if you have a korean tv show or a japanese tv show or whatever language tv show it is and they have made an english dub for that show then you will have a subtitle corresponding to the English dub and I I guess this explains why when in the past when I tried to watch say Money Heist in English because there was a time that I wanted to watch Money Heist in English in English dub and then we had subtitles on and I I was actually quite confused like why is the English dub not the same as the English subtitle and yeah, now that I know of English CC, I understand that while we had English dub at that time, we were looking at English subtitle that was actually more corresponding to the the original audio, to the Spanish audio. So if I wanted the dub and the subtitles to correspond perfectly, then I should have at that time used English CC instead of just English translations. I mean, English subtitles. So English CC and then English subtitles are different. And it was pointed out by netizens that the creator of the video used English CC. And that's why some of the translations didn't make sense in Korean. Like a very specific example that I saw was when... I forgot her name. The female character said Murba. Murba. She was literally, if you translate Murba, 
it literally translates to "What are you looking at?" And in the English subtitle, yeah, that's what they had. What are you looking at? However, in the English dub, I mean, in the English CC, they had "Go away" instead of "What are you looking at?" Moiba, go away. What are you looking at? So that's there's a big difference there, and I'm not sure why the English dub had uh, "Go away." Although, because there's a difference. I, I mean, there's a different context when you use the phrase "moiba." Moiba, it's it's not literally asking you what are you looking at, what you are looking at. It doesn't need an answer. And I mean, you can say that in English too. I guess, like, what are you looking at? And it it means you're looking for a fight. It means, um, yeah. It it sounds like you're looking for a fight, actually. So, go away is, I guess, it just delivers a different. Yeah, it kind of delivers a different meaning, but they have the same emotions, maybe. But yeah, so yeah, the point is, there's a difference between English CC and English subtitles. So, given that difference, there's going to be um, a different in difference in understanding the show, I guess. But then, as always, I don't really consider. Um, do I? I consider um, translation and interpretation more of an art rather than science. So. It's the translator and or interpreters.、Um, what's this? It's their decision. I mean, it's their creative decision, or it's their creative. They have their creative freedom on how they want to do things. And so, for me, whenever I watch Korean dramas with subtitles. And while I don't always check on, okay, she said this in Korean, and then the subtitles are like this. Sometimes I just get,、uh, what's this? Sometimes I feel、uh, surprised with how how the translators translate a particular phrase from Korean to English, and like sometimes I would think like. Oh, I didn't know that you could translate it that way. Or, oh, that's an interesting translation. I wouldn't have said that, but now that I hear it, I think that kind of makes sense. So that's what I feel. So yeah, I I guess what the netizens are asking from her right now is that she admit that she made a mistake. That she listened. I mean, she watched the show with an English CC instead of the English subtitles, and that if she watched. The show with English subtitles, then it's going to be much closer to the original Korean audio. I mean, to the intended meaning of the original Korean audio. And yes, the operate operative word is much closer because it's not perfect. There are no perfect translations, but yeah, it's close. And yeah. Okay, so that's the point about the CC and ang sounds, 
And then another thing is that I, I don't think it's actually an inaccurate representation of culture because as some of my friends have mentioned, I mean, I have friends on Twitter. Well, maybe we're not friends. I'm just following them and maybe they're following me or not. Yeah, I have some friends on Twitter or I have people I know on Twitter who are in the industry of translation and interpretation. And one of them said something like, you shouldn't expect a TV series to explain to you what Korean culture is all about. Because, yeah, um, because one point in particular here is kanbu. The, what was the translation used for kanbu? No, it, it wasn't actually translated. Yeah, translated. It wasn't actually translated. They use kanbu. Well, for CC at least. They use kanbu for CC. For Angsab, I'm not sure, but it, it wasn't translated. And yeah, it's not an accurate representation of culture. That's the truth. Because, well, you wouldn't expect a show to have uh, like um, footnotes for kanbu. Although sometimes K dramas actually have footnotes. Like for very difficult words, and uh, uh, yeah, I think there was one in hometown cha cha cha, and there were a lot in law school. Yeah, in the K drama law school, they actually had a lot of footnotes. Like, but the thing is, they had footnotes because even for native Koreans, it was difficult to understand what those words meant. Unless they have um, some uh, a certain level of knowledge regarding law, but for regular people like us, I mean, for regular people like us in Korea, so Koreans who are regular people, if they don't have a background about law, they would have a hard time understanding those words, and so they had footnotes. But then, why didn't they do the same for kanbu and for other words that were? used in the k-drama squid game i don't know maybe they think it's much easier to just show what it meant rather than to have footnotes right so i'm gonna ask you if you've seen the k-drama squid game and you have no idea about korean culture if you understood kanbu somehow like, ooh, uh, yeah, I, I don't remember what translation was used for kanbu or how it was explained in the show, but it's like homies. Just kidding. No, um, it's uh, like, ah, okay. So they said, like, we share everything. And then she explained that it's not we share everything, but that there's no possession between us. That's what she she explained. Um, but then, yeah, so for a viewer who doesn't understand Korean or who doesn't speak Korean or who doesn't know uh, Korean culture, what what did you think about Kanbu based on the show that you've seen? And yeah, um, if you've gone anywhere close to understanding that there's no possession between them or that yeah they share everything, although those two phrases don't mean the same thing, they're quite close, right? But yeah, if you've seen the show, you didn't know Korean, you didn't know Korean culture, but you came close to understanding what it is, then I guess 
the K-drama has already done its part by showing you what it is rather than explaining it to you via footnotes. Yeah. Because, yeah, in my opinion, if you'd like to know about Korean culture, don't expect to get it from a TV show, but get it from a book. Get it from people who teach culture. Because TV series have different purposes and sometimes it's just to entertain us. Sometimes it's to educate us. Sometimes it's to give us a social commentary or a social critic. And so depending on the purpose of the K-drama, I guess they put in effort focusing on those. And I guess the focus of this K-drama is just not about culture. So they didn't put in that much effort to explain kanbu or what else things you have in mind so that's my second point yeah culture don't expect it from a tv series okay and then the third point that she gave which i'm now going to explain why it's wrong is that if you don't understand korean it's a completely different show if you don't understand korean it's a completely different show okay so am i saying that's wrong no actually i'm i'm gonna say it's true it's true. If you don't understand Korean, it's a completely different show. Because, because the same goes for a single book that's read by a thousand different people. Uh, I'm not sure who said it, but somebody said that if a book is read by a thousand different people, then it's a thousand different books. And yeah, I guess that's true. And why not for Korean TV series? And while I understand that, okay, if you watch it understanding Korean like like a native, then it's going to impact you differently. If you watch it with the original Korean audio with the English subtitles, you're going to take it differently. And if you watch it with the English dub, with the English uh, CC, then you're also going to take it differently. So it seems like there's a different variation for the show. At least there's a lot. Yeah. I, I wouldn't quantify that as three because that could be five even. And then depending on your level of understanding of Korean, then it's also going to be a very different show. And so what's the point? What's the point? Are they saying that you can only 100% un appreciate the show if you understand Korean like a native? Mm, well, I guess there are perks to that. Like, if if your Korean is like that of a native, then you can understand the subtle nuances that are presented and the very small details that you wouldn't have noticed had you not have a native Korean level fluency. But even native Koreans don't always get those nuances or the small details. So you're not much different from them, actually. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, it's a completely different show for every single person. It's not only because you don't understand Korean or because you watch it with the English subtitles, but it's going to be a different show just because all of us human beings have different perspectives about things and so that's gonna make the show different to each one of us. And 
the language is just one aspect to it. It's not everything. So, yeah, it's a different show and we should all accept that. And I think I read somebody on Twitter say something like, yeah, it's a different show, but if you've enjoyed the show, why bother? And why does it have to... I mean, why do some people sound like elitist that you'll only, you only have seen the true squid game if your Korean is that of a native? That's what they were saying. As long as you enjoy the show, as long as you maybe gain something from it, and yeah, I think that's, that's already good enough. You don't have to feel bad that you don't know Korean or anything yeah as long as you're entertained and maybe educated or maybe if the show changed you it gave you a different perspective regarding the world then that's already good enough you don't need to learn korean i mean i'm telling you you should learn korean because yeah it's a different level and it's much more interesting to watch korean tv shows and korean movies if you understand korean but right now that you don't understand it perfectly it's not a reason to feel down or it's not a reason to stop watching k-dramas with subtitles yeah Mm, yeah that's it for that one and okay i'm actually i'm already done uh not criticizing the point but rather explaining my views regarding this particular issue of subtitles and dubs for k-dramas and I'm just going to say a few more words because, well, while I'm not a professional translator or interpreter, I haven't done professional training or anything, I actually have more than three years of experience translating and interpreting different stuff. Like, I translated manuals, I translated songs, I translated poems, I translated uh, short stories, and I was also able to interpret for an audience like yeah in the past and i would say that translation and interpretation as i've already said like in the discussion a while ago is an art and it has its own limitations depending on the format that you're trying to work with and if you're not familiar translations and interpretation so translating and interpreting are actually two different art forms are actually two different fields so translation works with documents anything that's written and interpretation uh, there's a lot of forms of interpretation as well but what we probably most of us know of is the interpretation by um by speaking but yeah interpretation doesn't always need words because yeah sometimes something is interpreted into a painting or something is interpreted into a dance so yeah but what i'm trying to say is that translating and interpreting are two different fields uh two different sciences two different art forms but yeah so oh what am i trying to say uh okay so what i'm trying to say is that because these things are different and you have different 
uh, formats, you have different limitations, then the translators and interpreters work with these limitations. And so that also gives the pressure on how a translation will come out as. I mean, why did I say pressure? Like it pressures the interpreters into something. I don't know. Like, okay, so uh, an example is if you're doing translation for something on screen, so like a subtitle. It doesn't even have to be CC, but subtitle, just the regular subtitle. So if something in the original language can be expressed in a very short sentence, but then in the English translation, it would take a lot of words, then some interpreters, or I mean, some translators would take the freedom to cut several parts and to try and shorten it because you won't be able to read the entire subtitles just as the audio goes. So that's one thing. And I'm also talking from experience because in the past I translated songs and I would translate songs that would pop up on screen. I mean, the translations would pop up on screen and depending on the speed of the song, the translation might appear just too quickly and for that reason I would sometimes use very short alternatives for phrases just so people can read it just as fast as the music goes so that's one thing but it's a different it's a completely different thing if it's a book because for books I I think books have more freedom when it comes to translation because they're not bound by screen time. So translators of books have, yeah, I think they're working with a bigger canvas as compared to those working with on-screen translations. And so, yeah. And meanwhile, for interpreters, like if they're doing live interpretation, they're also like bound by time. And it's, it's actually scary doing live interpretation but anyway i'm just saying that yeah it's an art and while while it's good if the people working in this field try their best to deliver 100 percent to the best of their abilities the best translations that they could provide us for the things that we enjoyed the truth is yeah, there are limitations to this as well. And um, while we don't, while I don't completely agree with the points given by this TikToker or influencer, I, I think she's an influencer, but I mean, yeah, she's making a big influence. But yeah, while I agree with some of the points that she's saying, and while I don't agree with several others, I think. Um, it would just be nice if we try to appreciate things like, yeah, just appreciate it. And depending on where you're coming from, there's a lot that you can learn regarding this discussion, I guess. And yeah, maybe you should learn that from now on, if you want um, to better understand the K-drama that you should use 
English subtitles, not the closed captions. And uh, yeah, maybe put in your best foot in understanding, I mean, in studying Korean as well. So yeah, I guess that's it about the commentary. I, I spoke long enough today. Um, yeah, next week, definitely I'll be sharing with you a Korean movie by Lee Jae-hoon. So please look forward to hearing from me again next week. Okay? Yes. Uh, my voice is getting hoarse right now. But yeah, 여기까지 들어주셔서 정말 감사하고요. 다음에 꼭 봐요. 안녕히 계세요. Bye-bye.